Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Mazat Hashem, we're holding Perek Dalid, Mishnah Yud Aleph, in Perkei Avot. And we're going to have two Tanaim in this Mishnah, talking about two different topics, really, but the two topics relate to each other. The first Tana we'll talk about is Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Now, there's actually two Tanaim in Mishnayot that are Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Oh, Shalom, good morning. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, so one of them is very famous. What's Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov known for in Mishnayot? He's called Kavinaki. What's Kavinaki? Is that his teachings are, there's not so many of his teachings in Mishnayot, but when you do see a teaching, Vinaki, you know that's the Psaq Halacha. It's like clean, like the purified flower. Meaning, we follow Psaq Halacha like him, even though there's not so many of the Psaqim. That's not, that's not this Rabbi Yaakov. That's not this one. This Rabbi Yaakov Yaakov is a Talmud of Rabbi Akiva. He's a student of Rabbi Akiva. And the Gemara tells us a story in Masechet Peya uh, Yerushalmi. tells us a story that there was a blind person who came to a city. A beautiful story about his humility and about his uh, wanting to do mitzvot. Listen to what he did. A blind person came to this Rabbi Ezeb Yaakov city and he was soliciting funds apparently. Meaning he needed money, okay? So Rabbi Ezeb Yaakov saw this guy sitting by himself and nobody was giving him money, Mistana. Nobody was helping him. You know what he said? He sat next to the guy. Everybody saw Rabbi Ezeb sitting next to the guy. Okay, that, that's a good. It's like vouching for the guy. That was so people started to give him money. They started to give him uh, great support. So they said to the uh, blind person, "What? What did you? How did you merit this?" So he said, um, "Excuse me." So the, the blind person said to them, "Excuse me, how? Wh- why did I merit this? Meaning, suddenly people what are just handing <laughs> handing me the bills." So they said back to him, "Well, we saw Rabbi Ezeb sitting next to you." Right, meaning, that, meaning he utilized his position to help somebody out. In a, so this blind person blessed Rabbi Yezeb and Yaakov with the following bracha, beautiful bracha. He said like this, You gave kindness to me, to somebody that's who could be seen but can't see. Like, could see a blind person, but the blind person can't see. So the one who could see and can't be seen should accept your tefillot and should give you kindness as well. Now, who is that referring to? Kadosh Baruch Hu. Kadosh Baruch Hu should give you whatever it is that you need. Who sees and can't be seen, exactly. So that's the first person we'll discuss. Let's see it inside now. Rabbi Yezeb and Yaakov tells us here, what's that? Hashem could see and can't be seen. But the blind is seen but can't see. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Rabbi Yezeb and Yaakov Omer. Rabbi Yezeb and Yaakov says, he says the importance of one mitzvah and one avera, meaning... We should never diminish the value of doing one mitzvah or the detriment of even one avera. Rabbi Yezeb ben Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov says, Haosem mitzvah achat, anybody that does one mitzvah. So this is an interesting idea. Kone lo praklit achat. He acquires for himself a defending agent. Meaning, when you do a mitzvah, you've created for yourself a malach, some sort of an officer that is there to defend you or protect you. Very interesting. And in the contrast, if a person transgresses even one sin, he acquires one persecuting agent against him. Meaning, now there's a malach or some sort of a force that's 
persecuting against him, meaning saying negative things about that fellow in Shemayim against him. It's interesting because in last week's parasha, at the end of the parasha, we spoke about this a little bit, but the Satan, one of the ways Rashi learns, that the reason Hashem brought this whole idea of Akedat Yitzchak was because there was a Satan, the prosecuting agent, or Malach and Shamayim, who was bad-mouthing Avram, exactly, he said he did his whole suda for his son and he didn't do even one korban for you. So the Malach, Hashem responded to the Malach, you're right, he did the whole suda for his son. And if I would ask him to sacrifice his son to me, he, wouldn't do, he would do it without question, he would do it right away, without, without even a thought. There is this concept of defending and prosecuting agents or malachim and when we do mitzvot we acquire supportive agents it's a good thing Averot the opposite so we should never diminish the significance of that even one mitzvah it's a great thing we're doing and uh, Baruch Hashem we have people who do mitzvot like Yosem and Agid amazing always doing mitzvot like that like that oh, now continues the Mishnah Okay, now let's say a person does negative things, he has Averot. So you can't just get rid of an Averot by doing a mitzvah. It doesn't work that way. Meaning, once a person does Averot, what do you have to do? Teshuvah. It's not enough to say, I'll just do more mitzvot and then it'll balance out. It doesn't work that way. But rather, Teshuvah ma'asim tovim, when it comes to Teshuvah, repentance, returning, and ma'asim tovim, good deeds, improving your deeds, making yourself better, it's like the tris. Tris is a shield. It's like a shield in the face of uh, punishments. I mean, a person does teshuvan ma'asim tovim, it's like a shield in front of punishments. Very interesting thing is that the Gemara tells us that if a person does teshuvah, zidonot na'asot lo, what does it say? Tishkagot? What's the language? Yeah. na'asot lo kizchuyot. Excuse me. The Gemara says in Yoma, it says if a person does teshuvah, his intentional sins become chuyot. They become merits. They become like mitzvot. This is a fascinating idea. It's like a shield, but it's more than that even. It takes the negative behaviors that he's performed already. Real to, we're talking about real teshuvah, obviously, not just uh, pretending to do teshuvah. And it can even transform those into chuyot, even into mitzvot themselves, merits for that person. That's a powerful thing. Now let's move on. Rabbi Yochanan Sandler is the next Tana. The Gemara, Kati introduces Rabbi Yochanan Sandler. He says like this, Rabbi Yochanan Sandler, I never knew this. Why was he called Hasandler? Rabbi Yochanan Sandler, shoemaker. So the simple pshat is because he made shoes. He was involved in a profession that he was involved with shoes. Another pshat that Kati brings down is that Sandler is from the Lashon of Alexandria. Is that he was from Alexandria of Mitzrayim, city of Alexandria. And a third shot is, he spoke with a, he calls it yuara, like a, like a gava, like a sort of haughtiness, but it doesn't mean in a negative way, like a power, like the people that were from that area. So what's the point? The point is that there was a story where there was a machloket as to what Rabbi Akiva had said. He's another student of Rabbi Akiva. So he was arguing with Rabbi Meir, and he said, I was a student of Rabbi, of, like, of Rabbi Akiva, and I could tell you this is what he said. They argued eventually, they came to a conclusion. But based on that, he says the following. Rabbi Yochanan Asandar, Rabbi Yochanan Asandar teaches, Any gathering that is for the sake of heaven, in the end it will be successful. And if it's not for the sake of heaven, in the end it will not be successful. And what does it mean for the sake of heaven? So the examples, I'll tell you, the examples that are brought, the Gemara says, what is, uh, it says, 
What are the you, examples of a gathering the Shem Shamayim? Gathering the Shem Shamayim is the gathering of Anshei Knesset Agdola, which was the gathering of rabbis who instituted many of the things that we do practically day to day, like tefillah, for example. The order of tefillah, of the words and the way it's set up, established by Anshei Knesset Agdola. They accomplished tremendous successes. They accomplished the goal that they set out to do. And in all l'shem shamayim, what's considered not l'shem shamayim? So Avot Rabbi Natan says, that's like the Dora Flaga. Now this is fascinating. Because what's the difference, really? You see, what does it mean l'shem shamayim? L'shem shamayim means you're not gathering to accomplish something for your personal benefit, but rather you're gathering to accomplish something for the sake of heaven. What does that mean? You could have two kinds of gatherings. A group of people can gather together. I'll tell you a practical example today. Each one has their own intention. Meaning, they're gathering together, it's true. It looks like they're a united front, essentially. But really, each one has their own agendas involved. That's, that's not L'Shem Shemaim. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's not L'Shem Shemaim, necessarily. What? I'm not talking about Pizza 41. He mentioned no, if somebody comes for Pizza Holy, listen. it's 41. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not talking about Pizza 41. Why not? Because I'm giving you the example the Mishnah says. Then we'll talk about other things. So, this is not Hello. So look. So don't interrupt. So if somebody comes for his own, he say to a pizza only. Listen, pizza for a while, we're going to learn to learn. Not only pizza. By the way, we eat pizza. We finished. Listen, hello. What's the difference between Knesia and not Shem Shemayim? Listen. So the Mepharshim explained like this. You can have a gathering of people that are gathering together and it looks like they're gathered together for the same reason, for Hashem's sake. But really, you go through, each one has a different intention altogether. So I'll give you an example. Dora Flaga. A bunch of people gather together. They're not there for the sake of heaven. Each one has some different sort of intention. What? I don't know. Ask each one what their intention was. To rebel against Hashem, but it's definitely not L'Shem Shamayim and not for the sake of heaven they were unable to accomplish the matara, the goal that they set out to accomplish, because it was not l'shem shamayim, the gathering. As opposed to, we said on Sheikh Nesed Agdola, when it comes to the gathering of rabbis who established basically a lot of the halachot we do on a day-to-day basis for all of history, their intent was for no personal gain, no personal agenda, totally for the sake of Hashem. Now this comes out a very interesting idea. The Gemara in Mesechet Kiddushin tells us that you have a Rebbe and a student are learning. A Rebbe, the Rav and the Talmud are learning. When they begin learning, they are oivim. What does oivim mean? They hate each other. Oivim are haters. Actually, somebody just explained to me there's a difference between a sonei and an oyev. We know we say, Esav sonei liyakov. And a sonei is not as bad as an oyev. Oyev is worse. Oyev is worse. Oyev is worse. So... Esav sonei liyakov, but Oyev is even worse. So the Gemara says in the beginning, when the Rebbe and the student are arguing, they're like Oyevim towards each other. Can you imagine such a language? And at the end, it changes from Oyevim to Ohavim, to lovers. They become the best of friends. Why? Because each one is defending what he thinks is so right in terms of what Hashem wants me to understand from the Torah. It's not for his own personal gain. That's the point. Meaning to say, not personal agenda, because I want to beat you. You know, I want to win, like the debates we see today. Exactly. Totally the Shem Shemayim. 
So there they accomplish the matara, the goal, which is whatever, accomplishing the truth of the matter, whatever it is. But they're fighting in the beginning, like Oivim says the Gemara, it's an unbelievable thing. So just because people are fighting or there's an agree, uh, a gathering in the context of people discussing something, you can look at that and say, this is either L'Shem Shemaim and you'll accomplish your goal, or this gathering, everyone has their own agenda and you won't accomplish anything. Now let me give you a real world example for a moment. Recently, before we get to Pizza 41, we'll get there, don't worry. Recently, we had these protests throughout America. You've seen these protests? Pro-pro-Palestine protests. Go throughout the crowd there and ask 10 people why you're protesting. I'm almost certain you'll probably get 10 different responses. It's not L'Shem Shammai. Anyone who's protesting. The ones that are pro-Palestine. You'll get many different answers. Some of them are Sone Israel. You'll find some that are anti-Semitic. You'll find some of those Hebra. Some of them are upset about the Gaza children or being killed. Some of them go through the list, whatever it is. Everyone has a different agenda. When everyone has a different agenda, it's not L'Shem Shemaim. That's not for the sake of Hashem. Everyone thinks they're for the sake of Hashem, by the way. But everyone has a different agenda. Does everybody tell you that they're doing it because they hate Jews? That's L'Shem Shemaim. Uh, that's not L'Shem Shemaim also, you're right. But you can argue that at least they have a gathered agenda, meaning there is something there. It's like Dora Flaga. But the point is, everybody has a different agenda. Things like that don't work out ultimately. They're not going to work out because one overrides the other ultimately. They all override each other. It doesn't really work. When people come together as a united front, by the way, it's a little more intimidating to a certain degree because they're all like-minded. It, it, I'm not saying that's L'Shem Shemayim, but it's much more powerful in a certain way. These guys, they, they, whatever, in general, they don't know anything. They're, just, they're, they, they're, they're ignorant. In general, they're ignorant. They don't know. But, but it's a very big thing. So for L'Shem Shemayim, we gather together as a group, L'Shem Shemayim, to learn Torah or to do something, accomplish something, amazing things. Now what about Pizza 41? What do you think? I think it's just... I agree with you, sir. Yeah, I'm with you, sir. No, but you said well, if somebody nobody needs a if somebody goes there because <laughs> only he's hungry. No, he said nobody comes just because they're yes, hungry. Yeah. Somebody goes uh, because I'm hungry. I want to go eat something. I go. Yeah. That's the Shem himself. That's what. Nobody's coming just because they're hungry. Nobody. Nothing yeah. wrong. Here we're eating now. We come yeah. here to eat or we yeah. come to pray. No. Yeah. Yeah. Come to pray yeah. and we're eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I'm with you. Pizza 41, the Everyone join me, 12 o'clock today. <laughs> All right, there's not the Shemal Pekah Mishnah Yudbet tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful day.